Move, Go, Walk, and Flow. This podcast, Special Needs in Motion, is dedicated to helping individuals learn to move and function at their best. Listen along to learn a little, laugh a little, and be inspired. Please like and share so others can have access and join our community. Well, let's go. I'm your host, Ilana, a physical therapist, product developer, mom, wife, author, blogger, and known to many as the idea therapist. I love a great discussion, connecting and coaching the families with whom I work, and it is a pleasure to be your host. Just a quick note, if you would like to sponsor an episode, please reach out to me, Ilana, I-L-A-N-A, at theideatherapist.com, or check the show notes. And any information shared on this podcast should not be taken as direct advice, and you should consult your local therapist, professional, or doctor before trying anything suggested in this podcast. Hi, this is Ilana, the host of Special Needs in Motion, and I am honored today to be here with Camille, one of my special moms, or rather (laughs) I should say a mom of a child with special needs. And we are going to talk a little bit about being a special needs mom and some things that she's learned and some things that she'd like to share. I guess, first of all, could you tell us a little bit about your child and why he's so special? Thank you, Alana, for having me. First and foremost, I'm really excited to speak to you about this. So I have two children. My daughter is five and my son is three and a half. My daughter is typically developing and my son has, he's diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury in infancy as well as cerebral palsy. So it's been an interesting parenting journey and parenting him in many ways differs from the way that I've parented my daughter. And so kind of balancing those two roles is is quite interesting, but very unique. And I've learned a lot in the process, and I think it has strengthened us in ways that are intangible, I suppose. So would you say that the challenge is also a gift? I don't know if I'd say a gift, but I think I'm the type of person who will find the silver lining in any situation. So Mm -hmm. is it something I would choose for myself or for my family? Absolutely not. However, given the situation, I am going to make the best of it and make sure that we all thrive um, despite the challenges that we face. Sure. It's understandable and very well articulated. Could you tell us just a little bit that what you know from your perspective about cerebral palsy? You don't have to go into detail, but just what makes it kind of stand out unique if you saw somebody with cerebral palsy? Sure. I mean, there's definitely a range in terms of severity, but some of the common characteristics, a lot of times there's a very distinctive gait or walk for those who do walk. There's a very distinctive speech pattern for those who are verbal. Oftentimes it does affect mobility. Um, It could just be on one side, it could be on both sides. Also can result in increased tone for which my son has, he's very hypertonic. And so just having to stretch him and just kind of help him find ways to relax those muscles so they're not always 
firing all the time. Um, and having uh, multiple therapies, right, as well? Yes, for sure. So my son has physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, aquatic therapy, music therapy, um, adaptive swim lessons. He's doing a robotics program, uh, which is additional physical and uh, um, occupational therapy. And he also is part of a early intervention services for visual impairment. He's also part of Lecotech, which is play-based sessions for him and his sister. And then at school, he also receives physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and vision services as well. So he's a busy kid. <laughs> wow. And that makes you a very busy mom. Yes. So yes. I would say one of the challenges, and maybe you have some strategies that you can offer, <laughs> but is just like, how do you do all the logistics, you know, with getting him everywhere? And or do you have any <laughs> tips or, or anything for people who are facing the same kind of challenges? I don't think I have any tips. Um, for me, I would say I'm incredibly fortunate to have a job that allows me the flexibility to be able to do this. So I am single parenting my children. And so that adds to the challenges as well in terms of time and logistics. So, um, but my job, I'm able, it's a full-time job, but I'm able to do a lot of the work at night after the kids go to bed. If I had a traditional nine to five where, you know, I have to clock in and clock out, there's absolutely no way I could do this. Right. So having that flexibility really helps. Yeah. I mean, just a commitment to your child or to your children, plural, and really just wanting the best for them. So there are certain things I certainly could skip out on that aren't necessarily mandatory or they're things that I've looked up and quite resourceful. So I've looked them up. Oh, I forgot to add hippotherapy as well to, to the list. And, um, you know, I've advocated and made hundreds of phone calls to insurance and different programs and funding agencies to try and get certain things covered. And I keep adding them to the schedule. Maybe I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't know. But no, also... no, no. It sounds like you're very resourceful and doing what you have to do. You know, Absolutely. I always say it's not it's not why, it's how and what. Mm -hmm. You know? Exactly. That's but, a good way to put But it. with all that, you have to have let go of some things that just need to not have your priority right now, as well <laughs> as be able to take care of yourself. So is, is there any thoughts on that that you could share? For sure. So one of the things that I said to myself in the new year was I was going to start prioritizing self-care um, because I have neglected that for the last three years, I suppose. And so I have promised myself, well, I promised myself from the fall of last year and I didn't follow through, but I am going to now um, hiring a babysitter once a month. Um, for a few hours for me to just go out, whether it's meeting up with a friend and just having, you know, adult time to catch up over coffee or dinner or me going out to just do something that, you know, I'm really interested in or pick up a new hobby or just something that's me and dedicated to me. I think that will be important for me going forward. So that is something that I would definitely recommend to other parents from the beginning. Make sure that you 
do take time to prioritize your yourself. Yeah, yeah I was going to actually ask you what you would recommend for new parents, but that sounds like a, a mm-hmm. number one is if you take care of yourself, then obviously you're going to be more available for your Exactly. Child. Exactly. Absolutely. So maybe for some parents, maybe the idea that less is maybe better, you know, if if they need to have more if it means that they're sacrificing their own well-being to get more done, that may not be an advantage for anybody. Yeah. So going back to your previous question, probably my tip to other people would be not to make such a packed schedule <laughs> and not to do so many therapies at once. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> You've mentioned, okay, wait, I had one one question I wanted to ask you was, um, do you have any advice for equipment? I have a lot of parents that ask me like how to get equipment. You've had different ways of doing that. Any tips in that area? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Insurance, of course, first and foremost, but there's been quite a few things that insurance would not cover. And so for those who live in the Atlanta area or Georgia, there's a wonderful organization called FODAC, F-O-D-A-C, and you can borrow equipment. People donate their old equipment that they're no longer using. There's gait trainers, there's wheelchairs, there's standers, there's therapeutic bench. I mean, it runs a gamut. And so you can go there and request certain items. And if they have it, then you can borrow that for an extended period of time. So our insurance denied a a bath seat for my son. And actually twice, we've asked twice and both times they've denied it. And FODAC is where I went to to secure That's that. Awesome. Incredibly helpful. I mean, certainly I've paid out of pocket for other equipment. I've also talked to therapists and they know of a family who, you know, their child just outgrew something and that family, you know, passed it on to us. So we got a gate trainer that way as well as a stander. So use the resources that you already have who are already in your circle. Talk to therapists, talk to teachers at your child's school, talk to any early intervention specialists, don't be afraid to speak up and knock on doors because it is expensive. Anything that's coded to be special needs ends up having a markup on the price tag. So just ask around. Yes, that is true. And I have actually worked with equipment companies before. It was explained to me that they just are not producing near the number of, let's say, a Fisher-Price bicycle or something like that. So, you know, that's where that a lot of that cost comes from and some of the research. And But either way, your advice is, is well heard. So one other thing I'd like to share with parents, which has absolutely nothing to do with therapy, but if you have a child with special needs who acquired their disability before the age of, I believe it's 26, then they can qualify for what's called an ABLE account. And different states have different programs. Georgia doesn't have a specific program, so you can choose a program from different states. So the one that I have for my son, for example, is a stable account, and that's through Ohio. But nevertheless, so one of the things when everything first happened, you know, with my daughter, we had set up a college fund for her. Uh, With my son, what I realized was if if a person with disability has over $2,000 in 
assets, then that can affect what they qualify for in terms of social services, Medicaid, that sort of thing. And so I didn't put anything in his account. Uh, We didn't qualify for SSI anyway, but down the road, perhaps Mm -hmm. we will. However, I learned about the ABLE account just by randomly asking somebody at Fidelity. It was just an off-the-cuff question. I really didn't expect there to be anything, but I said, are there any financial products specifically for people with disabilities? And he said, absolutely. There's something called an ABLE account. And then he connected me with a specialist. So all this to say, with the ABLE account, you are able to have up to $100,000 in this account before it affects your any government programs. And so that's really a good way to be able to save money for your child. Because one of the things I struggle with is when I'm gone, hopefully that's a long time from now, but um, being able to set some money aside for um, for my children, particularly my son. Um, sure. Assuming, you know, he's going to need a lot more help with his daily needs. And so this is one way that you're able to do it. So I would just recommend that parents look up ABLE accounts and get that started, whether it's with $50 or however much you're able to put in there, and then you can invest it um, conservatively or aggressively, depending on your risk tolerance. Well, I think that's a great tip. And because at some point that's, you know, in everyone's head who has a child with special needs or even for their grandparents or other people mm-hmm. who are aware of that to be considering how they will be able to take care of them as they get older. Exactly. So I don't think you're alone <laughs> in that thought process at all. You mentioned also that uh, you have two children. How does how does that work, juggling <laughs> and giving attention to the other child? Right. So that's the part that I am ultra sensitive to and making sure that my daughter does get enough time with me because she obviously sees that my son gets a lot of one-on-one attention from myself as well as therapist. And so I'm very strategic in terms of making sure the bulk of his appointments are while she's in school. So he goes to school, but it's um, because he's only three, it's from nine to one. And so a lot of his appointments are in the day while she's at school. So she doesn't feel like she's dragged to these appointments. The only one that she goes to regularly is his aquatic therapy, but she gets in the pool and she gets a splash in play. So it's fun. Oh, that's great. (laughs) But she and I have started, she, um, she doesn't go to school on Wednesdays. That's just something we did from, we started at her preschool. And so when my son's in school, she and I have a mama daughter date. On Wednesdays. Oh, I love it. Wonderful hours. Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's actually, yeah, that'd be great to term it that. And then also after my son goes to bed, she stays up about 30 to 45 minutes. And then we have evening mama-daughter dates every evening. So those are, and she always reminds me, we have our date tonight, right? You know, Oh, uh, I love that. But, yeah. So it's that special time that that we have. In addition, I mean, we do everything together anyways. So I'm very much of the belief that 
well, I believe in inclusion, period, in, you know, broader society, but that needs to start at home. And so pretty much everything we do is me, my daughter, my son. And so we spend a lot of time together, the three of us, but it's also nice to have that dedicated one-on-one time with her because I get a lot with him during the day. So uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. great. I think that's that's a helpful thing for other people to hear as well. You know, even if it's not perfect, that there can be obviously effort made that way. Yes. Yes. You mentioned to me once before that there are angels in your life that have really helped you along the way. And you don't have to be specific, but could you touch on that subject a little bit? Sure. I have to express an incredible amount of gratitude to just so many people who have been along this journey with us from the beginning, as well as those who just for a moment of time have kind of fluttered in for, you know, um, just a split second. And everybody has just been so incredibly helpful and just whether it's just giving a hug or, you know, asking if there's anything that we need or just the way that they work with my child. And I can tell they genuinely, genuinely care for him. Or if it's, they tell me about a certain resource or another parent will tell me about a funding agency. I mean, I, I just, yeah, it's almost bringing me to tears just to think about how incredibly fortunate we've been with just, yeah, an incredible group of people. You know, I used to be into hiking quite a bit. I'm part of an outdoor club and there were quite a few people who had hiked the AT, the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. And they talk about um, this thing called trail magic. So they'll be yes. out there. Do I've you heard know of that. Yeah. I have yes. heard of that. I actually did some trail magic once. Oh, really? Because oh, wow. I, I have not hiked the Appalachian Trail, but I love the stories about the Appalachian Trail. I've read many books and I always wanted to give some trail magic. So <laughs> one, one weekend, my husband and my sons and I, we went up to Max Patch in North Carolina. Okay. And I have this funny thing in that I always carry apples in my backpack when I go hiking and it drives my husband crazy because it weighs the backpack down. And, and we got to the top and he's like, please tell me you did not put apples in this backpack. And I'm like, of course I did. And right then two hikers came by and I said, we have to give them our apples. And they were oh, so excited. So I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted no. to bring that story in. I love that. I love that. So I guess akin to that, metaphorically speaking, um, we've had our own version of, I don't know what I'd call it, not trail magic. uh, I don't know. Special magic. magic. Special (laughs) magic. I love that. I don't think to the same degree. I don't think I could ever kind of repay to the same degree. But whenever I can, I kind of spread information about uh, different resources or just anything that we have found helpful to other people. Because, I mean, that's the only way to kind of get through this. You know, you form some sort of tribe, again, whether it's permanent or temporary or whatnot. Sure. You just really have to lean on each other and help each other as much as possible. So, so yeah. I think on on those lines, I don't have any other questions from me uh, right now, but I love sort of summing it up with that idea of gratitude because I know as a therapist, as a physical therapist, you know, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity 
to be in touch and to touch so many families and mm-hmm. and but but it's it's reciprocal like i feel like the gift is mine you know you are with your children 24/7 i come in once a week and then i leave and and it seems almost unfair but i always feel like everyone is selected for different roles you know mm-hmm. I guess this is my role and this is the way, you know, I can help out. It's it's just such a gift for me. I have to tell you the the things I learn, uh, the appreciation, the gratitude, the commitment, you know, mm-hmm. is incredible. So, you know, my hat is off to you and I don't want you anyone to think that I ever doesn't go noticed. Thank you. And and, and yeah. can I just give a special kind of acknowledgement to you because I will say that even though, you know, it's only been a few months that you've been working with my son, you are certainly a pretty significant part of the special magic that, you know, I'm talking about because you, we've worked with quite a few physical therapists and all have been good in their own right. And what I really appreciate about you, I've told you this before, is um, your creativity and your ability to not just think outside the box, but to really say, okay, this is what we have here. What are we going to do? Let's make this therapeutic and let's make this count and let's make it functional. And you will just look at things in our home that I would never, ever consider to be, you know, useful in terms of a therapy setting. And you just find a way to make it work. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I never would have thought about that. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, thank you so much. For I, I appreciate that. And just your positivity and your optimism and, um, you know, the potential that you see in my son as well. I, and I there really is incredible that. potential there. So, well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun for me. Thank and you. I really appreciate your being uh, my first interview. <laughs> and I hope yeah. it's helpful and that at least off in the future, people will listen and be able to connect and learn and share. Thank you for listening and sharing. I really appreciate your helping me spread tips that might be of help to someone you know. And remember that why is not near as important as what and how. Have a special day.